Merry Christmas, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Haunting Live. This episode, we talk to Kevin and Liam Whitaker about their series, Dark Dealings, on YouTube. If you like our content, hit the like button and continue to help support us. It helps our channel grow. Visit our sponsor, The Most Gifted Psychics. Call 866-228-2883 and mention code word Haunting Live to receive 10 minutes for just $10. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. It was just a few weeks before Halloween, when the Dark Dealings team was asked if they could, possibly, rid a home of a few unwanted guests. Well, welcome to the episode this week. Uh, this week we have with us Kevin and Liam from a new series out there called Dark Dealings, and we want to talk to them today a little bit about the show, what it's about, and what they do. So welcome, guys. Thank you. So I'm Kevin. Um, I'm a psychic medium. I've been known to uh, known from Knock Knock Ghost. Um, it was on the Discovery Channel and uh, Alt TV up here. Um, so uh, we go out and we uh, investigate the paranormal and uh, we're going to be doing a few uh, different types of paranormal shows uh, in the future. Liam? Um, I'm Liam and I take care of the equipment, the cameras, the devices and all of our radar equipment. Yeah, we, um, I'm really, really, so we're a father some team, so that's kind of uh, different. Um, I realized when I was looking for that person to be the tech expert for dark dealings, I realized he lives under my roof and um, has been kind of weaned on ghost hunting shows, um, going all the way back to ghost hunters uh, uh, on the sci-fi channel in the States. So it's, it was like uh, Liam was very familiar with the equipment. He's very proprietary about the equipment touching his stuff and me being not so techy and being more intuitive i uh, just felt like i needed to have that person who could handle all that and, and liam uh was a perfect candidate for sure if you have that background experience it's great to bring that forward and uh help your the show out that way so that's great um so what brought dark dealings around like you said you were previously on the show which is knock knock ghost on out tv um what drew you into wanting to do your own show like this i'd always wanted to i created dark dealings back in 2011 and because i'm a psychic medium professionally uh we always had the content there um so we had pitched dark dealings as a tv series to many of the different outlets and uh it was never like taken up um i think there's some skepticism built around a uh, psychic medium led paranormal team uh, but i think i do a pretty good job of balancing or being able to debunk what is not spirit and embracing what is um but i realized that we were on a very long hiatus for a knock knock ghost with the potential of it not getting green lit um and i didn't want to wait for that um, and, and I, I realized I had to take my future into my own hands. So that's when we started the YouTube series. Um, my health had not been good over the last couple of years. And so with the future, not necessarily promised to you as much as I foresee my own future, 
Um, it's very scary to have someone sit you down and say, well, you have cancer, you're going to lose your kidney. And um, I, I felt like I couldn't afford to wait. So um, we went forward with the YouTube series. It also gave me an opportunity to learn. I wanted to learn to edit and uh, splice these uh, videos together and uh, film and, and get better at it. And so um, I think dark dealings became the culmination of all those goals. Did you get to do any of that kind of stuff, like editing or video work while you're on Knock Knock Ghost as well? I or was never that more on that. camera? <laughs> yeah, never once done that before. And I, when I told my wife I was going to do that, she, she was a little bit more skeptical <laughs> that it could even happen that way. Because uh, there was a lot I needed to learn. But I took a couple weeks and, and embraced it. And, and if you watch the shows on YouTube on the Dark Dealings Paranormal channel, I'm hoping you're seeing uh, video and audio improvement over the course of the last, I think we've, we've filmed uh, 12 episode length episodes so far. Um, so I'm hoping you see the difference. Yeah, we should for sure. Like if that's something that you want to do and uh, something that's a feature of the show that you want to continually improve on, then I'm sure it will work out great. So, so what, took part with the planning of the series and uh, what went into the development of it? Like, how did you start planning it? Um, was it hard to start getting locations and stuff like that? At first, um, because I do so many private homes for house clearings and stuff, um, some of them did not want to be filmed and I completely respect that. Um, I wanted to be different and a and uh, rather than just be another ghost hunting show, I wanted to show the possibility of remedies for people's situations. Um, so initially, I would say the first three or four episodes, it was kind of hard to grab those locations. We weren't sure what they would be, um, but uh, after after the bakery episode people started coming to us. And so now we have kind of a laundry list. We also had, I wanted to put anything out there uh, that was paranormal, whether it's like the pursuit of a cryptid or we're going to do an alien abduction episode. Uh, we were already talking to that person for next year. Um, I just wanted it to be kind of uh, a reality based X-Files or, or uh, exploration of, um, uh, like an unexplained mysteries kind of thing and, and incorporate some of that as well, because people reach us out to us and we look at each other and we're like, what, what's <laughs> happened to you? Or the dog man episode is representative of that. I was like, I, I had heard of dog man loosely. Did I ever think someone was going to call and say, we saw one up in Hamilton, Ontario? No. <laughs> and, and I remember being in the car with Liam. That's probably the episode where he shines the best. Be being in a position where I'm like, I don't know if I believe in the dog man. I'm not saying I don't believe in the dog man. Um, it's just I have to have like this evidence or proof. And um, yeah, we got to a point where it's like, yeah, let's take it on. Let's see what we can do. And uh, yeah, I think it became kind of a surprise. So we'll venture out on different kind of... Uh, paranormal adventures rather than just ghost hunting so do you find this is a chance for you to sort of bring your background into the show as well like what you want to sort of explore uh for either of you i guess is a question for either of yeah. you can answer you, you that. that um i feel like the 
cryptic things, especially like outside and in the like in the forest or wherever we are. Like that's I'm I'm more comfortable with that. I used to do a lot of hunting when I was living in the south. Plan to start hunting again in Canada. Uh, so I know different tracks and what these tracks are. You know, if a deer's like rubbing its antlers on the tree or like whatever, or if there's like I think with the dog man episode, we were looking into the possibility if one could survive out there, if there's enough game, enough like land for it to hide and they'd go unnoticed. And it's kind of spooky that the answer is yes. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> it's like, yes, very well in Canada, you know, uh, a whole family of dog men, dog persons can survive um, with just the game present. Um it, it was just, and and then to go out and start to track where that uh, sighting happened, and to realize it's not far from where I ride horses every week, and and the potential that just like any wild animal that you know craves off of what humans leave behind, this this too could be the same situation. Um, it gave us a chance to. I knew that within um, like an episodic you know, made for network or TV network uh, series, we probably wouldn't get to venture out and do a dog man episode or an alien abduction episode. We have an episode coming up on curses. Um, so, so I don't know that that would get, we would have that opportunity to explore it. I'm just geeked out by it all. Were there certain topics that you had in mind before you wanted to start filming or were there things that just kind of fell into place for the show? Uh, I definitely the things that fell into place. We had a few episodes where, um, you know, had we not been contacted about in the ghostly protector episode, um, we had already planned another location entirely, but a family was very desperate to have their home cleared and their space cleared. And it appeared as if their child was attacked on camera. If you go and uh, check out, a dark dealings paranormal our episode one ghostly protector you'll see that video footage um and it's like I, we got to get out there so that became episode one um the dog man very much became the same situation um we wanted to go out and check it and then the what was the one we did uh it, yeah the one where the dolls <laughs> there it, it was a decision whether it's like haunted dolls or a haunted house but uh, this homeowner had taken with a pet camera uh, a picture of a little child. Uh, and there's no doubt that that's a little child in there. They have zero kids. They don't have any kids. And uh, she, they were weirded out by it. So they immediately wanted us out for clearing. So in those three episodes, yeah, uh, it seemed like what we get for like emergency calls or reports definitely fueled what we were doing and and i think that's probably how we're a bit different yeah for sure it depends what direction the show ends up going in i guess and um what the ultimate end is of it so what did you want the show to originally i guess be what was the original idea behind the show besides going to different locations and helping people and all that I, I was there some goal similar. that you had in mind or yeah um it's it's maybe i think Maybe you know too. There, there's kind of this quality of uh, demand and viewership kind of driving things as well. Um, but I have to say, it's fairly close to what I conceived of 
if I had to uh, like plan out my perfect episode, um, it would probably look a lot like a behind the scenes traveling to, you know, the investigation, uh, some of the debate we have about it. it. It would run an hour long. You get to see a lot of the um, the evidence being turned up by uh, my wife, Sam, does our research and stuff. And I would love to do that. We attempted that in a few episodes and it was, it was well received, but we realized that we wanted to kind of compress content too for each episode. And uh, yeah, I would want it to be kind of documentary style and uh, in some places drab and boring. <laughs> And, and then throw in and, and investigate. Yeah, you got to throw that in too, because just having straight investigation or straight tool talk or straight document or straight interviews is kind of boring. You got to kind of mix it in together and combine it all into that time frame that you have for the show too, right? So, Yeah, we had this moment with the, uh, the uh, Screaming Tunnel episode uh, where what I was feeling out there didn't... Uh, didn't line up with what a lot of other teams had had turned up for stuff. Um, and when we took home like my intuitive findings and stuff, my wife put a feeler out there uh, on social media just to get in contact with some of the family members to see if uh, we could confirm what I was saying and what we what we did turn up. Um, and I think we sufficiently debunked the idea that there was a child who was intentionally burned within the screaming tunnel. But what was wild is um, when some people who had seen it on the social media site of Facebook or Instagram, um, and when they contacted us to give a name of the family farm there, I remember looking at the name and telling Sam, uh, that's a made up name. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a real name at all. Um, so in that department, I've failed intuitively uh, because it was quite literally the family name. I, I've been asked not to give it out because it's, it's a source of hurt. But if you watch that episode, they back up what I uh, said uh, about the fi findings there. And I think that was kind of the kismet of having us have an investigation, uh, him being more aware of the Screaming Tunnel legend, um, me just doing what I do. And Sam being able to pull out some research, because honestly, Trevor, had it just been me reaching out and saying, I'm that crazy psychic medium guy. You can tell me your family history. No one would have said Jack to me. Um, Sam is so charismatic. She's brilliant. She's Oxford educated and, and incredibly just you see her and you trust her with your whole life. And she was able to make that happen and share the story. And I don't think anyone's had a moment where is that personally confirmed. And so it's one of our proudest episodes. Miss one of our episodes? Replay your episode on Rhode Island Broadcasting. Wednesdays at 10 p.m. EST. Show your support for Haunting Live by supporting our broadcast partner, Rhode Island Broadcasting. Find them on YouTube. The paranormal can happen at any time, so that's why our Etsy store is always open. 
Get your paranormal items from cleansing to protection to attraction. All available now on our Etsy store. Search Haunting Live.